Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. This is going to be a great part two episode, Healthy Home Tips During Uncertain Times. Yeah, I'm excited to dig into a few different topics that we didn't cover in the last podcast, and I hope you guys are encouraged, maybe challenged, maybe you learn a couple things. I hope so. I don't know how you could listen to that last episode and not be like, I got so much practical information. (laughs) I couldn't even write notes fast enough. It was fun to talk about, wasn't it? It was really awesome. Did you Uh, learn a couple things? Yeah, the limbic system. Yes, good job. And skin had an uh, interesting term. It was the, what was it again? The epidermis. <laughs> epidermis, yeah. Yeah, I did go to school, but it was long ago, so. <laughs> hey, you know what? We all have our strengths, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. My education has been redeemed as I've been homeschooling and teaching anatomy to kids every year for the last, like, how long? There's, so, an- anyway. there's another interesting thing about my wife is she has a near photographic memory. So. Yeah, that is actually true. It can it's like a database i i my head has a hard time turning off at night sometimes <laughs> okay anyway so we talk uh, until one in the morning yeah sometimes it's fun mm-hmm. it's a fun life mm-hmm. so hey um if you have not already gotten the healthy home mom hacks workshop which is about herbs oils supplements and clean homes you should do that mm. because especially if you listen to the last one, you felt like, wow, I couldn't take notes fast enough because that's where you get the 25-page free download. It's a free workshop with Angie, mm-hmm. and it's going to have information even beyond these two episodes uh, too, which is really cool. Yeah. we In that um, workshop, we talk more about herbs regarding like cooking and teas and different things like that because we used to dry our herbs and make our teas and and it's a fun project to do with your kids even the summer like you guys you could go hunting for dandelion root yeah right and you could make dandelion root tea with your kids which is good for digestion there's a little here she goes there you here go. she goes Free so hang on right so where do you get this in the rest of the resources and everything we talk about mm-hmm. courageousparenting.com hit the menu it's a little three they call it a hamburger mm-hmm icon which is the, on a mobile <laughs> I didn't know that which but is, it does look like that yeah. yeah so you hit that and then you hit uh the podcast mm-hmm. and you hit on this episode or the previous one and both of them will have a link to register for that free workshop and get that free download yeah that's right and all the other resources and notes mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the last podcast, we thought we'd just do like a short little recap in yeah. case you didn't listen to the podcast. Let's say people are listening to this one first and they're like, sure. they both they're stand not really aware. on their own. Yeah. So that's good. For sure they do. But I think that the last podcast was, I mean, there was some really yeah. good stuff in there just as we got talking about the importance of um, knowing your kids and studying them and that how um, when you are being proactive and knowing like how they're the things that are bugging them. For example, if they have intolerances or allergies, right? If that goes unchecked for a long time, which can happen, right? Yeah. Um, Then 
you know, you might not have as much compassion for your kids when they are having a hard time and they're just losing their cool, right? Well, mm-hmm. have you have we asked, like, do they have a headache? Do they even know how to describe that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And so I really believe that the last podcast we talked to is revolutionary for parents if um, they have not really thought about maybe that being one of the triggers that is pushing their kids to maybe have meltdowns regularly, right? Yeah. Because we did experience that with one of our kids and we didn't talk about that very much in the last podcast, but we experienced that with one of our kids when he was really young, he had an intolerance to dairy. Yeah. And when we detoxed him, it was incredible. The difference. Incredible. He, he literally, you guys, he detoxed, lost like 15 pounds in a few weeks because he was drinking a gallon and a half of raw milk a week and he was dairy intolerant. So his gut was just a mess all the time and he, he thought in, it was his normal. He was in pain and he was really disobedient and it was really difficult. He couldn't and, make eye contact and that was like the hardest and part then for me. That transformed like he was everything. able to focus more and look at mommy in the eyes and we were able to talk so calmly. You your kid might yeah. not have that same situation, mm-hmm. but there's lots of different possible diet related things yeah. or health related things that a simple fix, a simple change sometimes can make a world of difference. It really can. I mean, even I have friends whose kids are like super sensitive to certain dyes Mm -hmm. that are in different things, right? And if they have them, then their kids get too rambunctious, too, um, and then they crash. It's like a high or low. So I think a a big thing, and I think you talked about this, is Mm -hmm. as parents, we have to get outside of ourselves. Yes. Because sometimes we only look at other people through the lens of how we feel about things with our own body Mm -hmm. in terms of health and what pain is and Mm -hmm. you know oh i can drink milk no problem so we just naturally think everybody else can well and some parents might actually be forcing their kids to drink milk when the kids are like i don't i don't actually like it right Right. and the reason why they don't like it is maybe because it actually makes them hurt like gives them gas or constipation or so we have to take each person in the family as a unique human being made by god differently than you and they might have some Mm -hmm. different issues different clashes with foods right i mean that's just one example the and there's so things many like things that. you guys it's and today we're actually going to dive into like clean healthy homes which even is about like what kinds of chemicals are your kids exposed to in your home because that can yeah. actually impact them with headaches and stuff like that yeah and so you guys like this it's not just one thing and you guys have been hearing us say that in many podcasts there's not just one thing going on there are many going on simultaneously at the same time and that's true in parenting also and um one other what was another highlight from last week's podcast just share maybe one highlight that you thought of honey i'm putting you on the spot again yeah it was a a (laughs) lot and it's late what time is it Yeah, it is late. You guys, it's like 11. And we're shooting podcasts because we're going I, on our RV trip tomorrow. I don't know tomorrow. at this point. Yeah. So I was thinking about just um, the concept of plants because we talked a lot about oh, plants. Oh, the plant stuff was amazing. Oh, Are you just I, I remember one <laughs> that you actually get better. Your kids could get better grades with more plants around them. Okay. So I that went back was and really looked at cool. that. So it's actually a matter of concentration and alertness. Yeah. So another really cool example with house plants is that plants actually so you water a plant but you may not know that your plants actually release 81 to 97 percent of the water that you give them back into the air in the form of humidity yeah which is phenomenal that helps with like dry throats allergies all kinds of things right it's very helpful Mm -hmm. um but in addition to that it, it the um the 
the environment can be effective for people for having alertness, and this is why. So they did a study of a workspace, right? And mm-hmm. when you have a lot of people crowded in in one area, they're breathing in oxygen and exhaling carbon dioxide. And I don't know if you knew this, but carbon dioxide can make you tired and fatigued, yeah. right? It can give you headaches, right? And so having even just one plant per person mm-hmm. in the area that is absorbing, right, any particles and compounds in the air yeah. mixed with the carbon dioxide, it the photosynthesis process puts out more oxygen, therefore waking up and giving an alertness to the people in the room. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Up to 12% they have been able to do studies and record. They're saying that there can literally be an an effective, um, more productive environment, like up to 12% just from having plants in the room. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. And so I, I just keep getting amazed at how God created the world and these things for us, but also we have to take care of them, right? Like Mm -hmm. plants need us to care for them or they die. Yeah. And that can be a really fun project that you can do with your kids. So in the last podcast at the end, I started sharing a little bit about some of my favorite plants. And I think I only went into three. And then I was talking to a friend today and she was like, well, what other plants, Angie? I actually have those three plants. So I thought I would share them with you again in this podcast. My number one all-time favorite house plant that I think every family should have is an aloe vera plant. Oh, yeah. They're super simple to take care of. Yeah, I grew up with my mom having those. Yeah, I did too. And my grandma. And when your kids get a scrape, you can literally cut off the little um, part of the aloe vera plant. You can use the aloe gel directly on the cut. You can use it um, to make, you can make it, make sanitizer, actually. You can mix it with essential oils and make salves with it. Um, It's very soothing for sunburns, Mm -hmm. right? It's used for so many things, but you guys, they're kind of hard to kill. They're awesome because they don't die. Um, a good place to put an aloe vera plant is by a kitchen sink or by your shower or bathtub because they like humidity. Um, and I would just encourage you if you do start getting into house plants, don't just go out and buy a bunch of plants, bring them home, and not do any research on them. You actually need to know how to take care of your plants. Mm-hmm. Um, so some other favorites are spider plants, mm. snake plants, um, ficus plants, these are all the most oxygen producing plants. Um, and you might not know this, but some plants sleep at night. They don't put oxygen off at night, Yeah. but there are a few plants that do, that would be good to have near in your bedroom when you're sleeping at night. And that would be aloe vera or succulent plants. Those ones actually do emit oxygen in the night. So there's some information. So what are we talking about today? So in this podcast, we thought that we would talk a little bit about healthy diets and nutrition and that sort of thing, it's but huge. also um, healthy, clean homes that are toxin-free. I um, think there's some people that don't believe that's possible. I, I didn't I, believe I it was possible believe for only, a while. Yeah, certain things, right? The chemicals are actually yeah. what sanitize and get things clean. But you've proven that differently to me. I was a staunch believer that you had to have chemicals. Yeah. It's interesting because I don't think you grew up with chemicals, actually. Your mom is so into organic That's things true. and natural things. Yeah. In fact, she was using when it comes, essential oils But when it comes to cleaners, I'm like, hey, 
Windex works. I think you just would go to the store and just buy what was there. And that's the, so can I just say something that you might not agree with me and that's fine. This is my opinion. That's what this pod, this podcast is. I'm sharing some things that we've learned, but I had to realize that I was just going to the store and getting what was familiar to me, what I recognized from my childhood. What you trust would work. And yeah, but you don't know if you trust it until you use it, right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I would branch out and try something new, but then I would oftentimes get so disappointed and I would try something that was organic or natural and then it just stunk. I mean, some of them even smelled like urine. It was awful. Mm. And I wouldn't use them and I'd throw them away. And it's literally like those bottles, you guys, they're like $4.99 to $7.99 for a 16-ounce bottle or a 20-ounce bottle. Um, and so about, I think it was probably like 12, 13 years ago, I um, I had a friend that was coming to the house and she was helping clean because when our kids were little, we did hire out and get help um, every month for a while and every week for a couple years as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had someone come and help us with the cleaning of the house. And I loved this friend of mine. And I was really concerned that she was constantly inhaling bad chemicals and she was getting more educated and trying to use organic stuff. So she'd come and use things and say, Hey, how does that smell to you? And mm-hmm. this is working. This is not working. She, we'd have these conversations. And I remember thinking like, I don't want her to be putting herself in danger, like using these really harsh chemicals. Cause she was actually starting to get some like skin cancers on her arms mm. and she attributed it to cleaning houses for many, many years. And so I watched that and I was like, whoa, I don't wear gloves. And she is. And I clean a lot. And so then I started like kind of trying to look into what I could use. And that was when I started buying the organic or natural stuff, which was not $4.99. It was like Mm $7.99 a bottle. Spend more. So much more money. Work less. But it didn't work. (laughs) So then I would like open it up and I would get essential oils and I'd start adding essential oils to it, which was costing me even more money. And that started working better. Yeah. And it smelled better. So what's the solution? Well, is there a new tech? Now? I mean, well, actually, well, for me, I just didn't know about it. I mean, um, so I use Young Living Thieves um, household cleaner, and you can dilute it to different levels to make it stronger for certain projects. Like if you're cleaning a shower or a bathroom, or you can make it less potent if you're just like wiping down a counter or something like yeah. that, right? Um, but before I was using that, I was making my own household cleaner with um, vinegar cleaning vinegar and castile soap. I I still use both of those products when I'm mixing my really, I make this like really strong concoction. It's the Angie cleaner. It's the Angie cleaner. And I'll have like two caps of Thieves household cleaner and a half a cup of white vinegar. And then I'll put like three squirts of the peppermint Dr. Bronner's castile soap. And then I'll add some other kind of cleaner. Like I'll do orange essential oil. And I'll do like 10 or 20 drops of that. Or maybe I'll do 10 drops of that and 10 drops of thyme or rosemary. I think people are, this is awesome. People are probably like super interested, but that's really confusing. So that's why you need to get, (laughs) I I just remembered that the recipes recipes. are in the 25 page download in the workshop. That's a good, I'm glad you remember that. So they're all there. So feel free just to talk because they can go get that later. Okay. So anyway, I, I was making my own household cleaners without using the thieves. And then when I started using thieves, I added that to it. And now it's just like, I use Thieves for everything. I use it for hardwood floors. I use it for walls. I use it for it's kitchen, bathroom, everything. Baffling how well it works. I bar- I it scrubbed is. the barbecue 
Oh my goodness, you were... I couldn't believe it. I don't think you were truly a believer until you did that. Yeah, it's true. Because I I mean, I'm like, it's confession time. I don't do a lot of cleaning. He doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for admitting that. Uh, I love you. You're uh, so funny. Anyways, there are things I do. That's true. For sure. Yes. um, So um, I was... The barbecue hadn't been cleaned forever <laughs> well the pollen hit and we yeah. had the rain and it covered but it also it. had this grease all over it from just not being cleaned at for all. a win for the winter yeah, yeah. we we're about to use it for the first time and i and she gave me this bottle that she made <laughs> <laughs> and he goes is this the strongest stuff you've got i'm like it's thieves just use it like this is all and i have Isaac. just took it off like just <laughs> so easy oh it was so funny no seriously though you guys i hand him this homemade bottle he goes do you have anything stronger and i go that's all i use and he goes okay and he goes outside (laughs) and he comes back in and he's like whoa (laughs) he just was totally sold on it i'm like you're so funny but in all seriousness Mm -hmm. though the great thing is is i know i can hand the cleaner to my four-year-old and use it and know that he's safe. And I love that. I love that I can have my kids helping with things. Now, in regards to like, there are actually even other tools that I've used over the years. Um, A friend a a few years ago introduced me to Norwex cloths, Mm -hmm. for example, which if you don't want to even have to use chemicals, they just use hot water. It's like, it's like magic crazy Mm. and um i use the norwex the pink glass one for all of our windows and that's great to be able to give just a towel to eli and the streaks are gone bam they the windows look amazing Mm. and so um anyway that's just another side tip you could look into that they sell them on amazon Mm. they're awesome they're microfiber cloths that I don't know. There's a science behind it. Just Google it. Watch a YouTube video. You're going to be shocked. But Must have nanotechnology. No, something. there's something. There, it actually. <laughs> there's some gu- crazy. I, was <laughs> I don't know about nanotech, uh, but anyway. So, so. that's a joke. We're, we jumped into cleaning, yeah. and we skipped over eating. We'll go back to eating. So we'll yeah. do cleaning first. Um, so the thing that's important about this is that obviously we want our homes to be a clean, healthy place where our kids can grow up, where yeah. we can entertain practice hospitality um and one of the things that when we were first married um i i didn't really know how to clean i'm just gonna say it which some people might go what do you mean you don't know how to clean it's not hard angie you just get chemicals and paper towels and you wipe things Mm. right but the reality is is i wasn't aware of like cleaning certain things here's an example we had these front-loading washing machines for like six or seven years and all of a sudden there was this like mildewy smell that was inside because I'd left like towels in it for too long or something like a day I forgot they were in there but I couldn't get the smell out of the washing machine and I was like trying like vinegar washing it and all kinds of things I wasn't using oils at the time um and you know what it was it's the little tray that you pull out to put the soap in. It actually comes all the way out. And there was a bunch of minerals and gunk just all coating over it. It was disgusting. And so I like got a to- an old toothbrush and I was using dish soap and I cleaned it. And I washed it with vinegar and did a cycle and bam, gone. And I was like, wow, no one ever told me that I need to like take apart my appliances. 
and like the filter in your dishwasher periodically yeah. periodically and clean them out right and so i didn't my point is, is i didn't know how to clean and keep things sanitary truly because you mm -hmm. can think that you're washing clothes yeah but what about what you don't see that's behind there that's mm. like bacteria mold like there was black mold there yeah and so um there's that aspect but then there's also the aspect of what you're cleaning with and not realizing that there are synthetic chemicals that are in there and not only are you getting them on your skin if you're not wearing gloves mm -hmm. you're also breathing in the fumes like Okay, so our bathroom is like this tiny, there's this tiny little room that's just for the toilet, right? Like mm -hmm. if I go in there and I sprayed it with some of those harsh chemicals, I'd probably be gagging and choking. That's not good for our bodies, right? And it's been proven that some of these synthetic chemicals can actually trigger all kinds of things, autoimmune diseases, all kinds of issues. And so, yeah, of course we, we shouldn't be using these. And when you do research on them and you just Google, right, or just ask your doctor about synthetic chemicals in the air, they will tell you it can take up to two weeks to get the residue from those synthetic chemicals out of the air in your home. Mm -hmm. So you're not just breathing it in during that time. No, no, no. You become desensitized to the smell and it's still lingering there at lower levels for the next couple of weeks and you're inhaling that into your lungs. It's not good. Yeah. It's affecting your immune system. And so um, when we started like becoming more aware, when I started becoming more aware of these different things, it started to become, there was a lot and it could have easily become overwhelming for me. And I remember talking um, just to a friend about this and she was like, whoa, Angie, all these things you're sharing, I'm overwhelmed. I was like, yeah, me too. I have kind of a lot don't I like this is a lot of stuff like I want to go dairy free and I want to go yeah. egg free and I want to do all these things and you know what it dawned on me is that you just have to pick your battles I remember you were you're grinding your own wheat and making your own bread and that was one that you stopped fighting I did after about six years and you know what honestly actually was a lot of work. there was also I used to drive 45 minutes one way to go pick up raw milk right because i didn't want the next to that one yeah that one lasted about a while that was a few years but i just couldn't justify it anymore t piling all the kids in the car and driving for an hour and a half to get milk every week mm -hmm. and so like you just have to pick your battles you have to evaluate the season of life that you're in and be okay and and pray about it like i just had to come to that place and go you know what is this really worth it i mean i'm doing my best the lord knows that and walk in grace, mm -hmm. right? You just do your best. And so I just want to encourage you guys as we're talking about these things, some of the 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 things that we bring up, you might be like, well, this is just, this is a lot maybe to a new mom. Mm -hmm. um, and I just want to encourage you, pick one thing yeah. that we've talked about and just start with that one thing, whether that's switching and ditching your chemicals or maybe you buy a few house plants and what you I open your window. What I often tell our kids is knowledge by itself is almost useless. Mm -hmm. Knowledge with implementation changes everything. It's true. So it's really important. So you could go to college and get all that knowledge, and it's almost useless mm -hmm. unless it enriches your life to enrich other people's mm -hmm. lives because you're better able to impact people. And so yeah. I think that's what you're saying here is that, hey, just a couple things could really make a big difference. Yeah. You don't have to do everything. No, you don't have to do everything. And I would definitely say if this is something that you really do want more mentoring in or educating in, like take advantage of our Healthy Homes 
mom hacks workshop, um, reach out to me, but also try to find some older moms that maybe are living this way in your community in real life that you could ask them questions of. I want to take a moment and give you something for free. If you haven't got it already is the date night one sheet. It is a beautiful document you can download that will has some key questions on it for your date night to just get in alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Um, also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, it's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. And you can find out more at CourageousParenting.com. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. A lot of people have questions about dishes and the dishwasher and that aspect of cleaning. So there's a few different thoughts that I have regarding um, dishes. So first of all, I'm just going to flat out admit that d doing the dishes is one of my least liked chores. Um, I actually enjoy it now, but for the first like really long time, I mean, probably 12 years, I did not like doing dishes. And then our kids started getting old enough to where we were like, and there were so many of them that we decided, oh, we need to start like dividing up some of the household chores so that the kids are contributing. And so mom's not doing everything and working super late into the night mm -hmm. and getting up so early, all like working the whole time. Um, and I was just getting worn out. And so we started implementing um, different duties and teams and some of the kids were always helping me, but it became this thing where I was like, okay, put two kids on each meal doing the dishes. Mm -hmm. And I realized that like they were having a bad attitude doing it. And I was like trying to hold them accountable to having a good attitude, yet I wasn't having a good attitude myself. And so that was like one of those things that right away I knew I can't actually talk to my kids about having good attitude if I don't do it myself. Yeah. So I put myself into rotation with them to model. Yeah. And I had to pray, you guys, like I prayed and said, God, help me to enjoy doing the dishes. Yeah. Would you just help me to delight in it? And so I found that like putting on the worship music, singing while I'm doing the dishes, maybe even doing a little dance over here and now, like it became fun. And the kids saw me delighting in something that they knew I didn't like before. And they saw that it was a choice. It was a choice that I was making. Yeah. And as I was doing it, there was one time, I don't know if I... 
I, I don't know where this thought came from, but I was doing a bunch of dishes and I was like, my mind was going towards, man, there are so many dishes here. This is so frustrating. I hate this. I literally thought that. And in that moment I went, preach to yourself, Angie, you don't hate it. What can you be thankful for in this moment? And I, oh, I know it was, I had been reading a thousand gifts with the kids, right? And so I was in this process of trying to look for things I was thankful for and talking to the kids about it. And I literally went, okay, what can I be thankful for? Because I'm having a bad attitude Mm -hmm. inside myself. Mm -hmm. And I thought, all these dishes represent the kids God gave me. Like Mm. if I didn't have all the kids that I have, then I wouldn't have all these dishes and I need to be thankful. And then that, that moved into the same perspective towards laundry. Although I've always, I've always actually really liked laundry, but, um, I'm kind of weird like that. But the point is, is doing the things that you don't like and choosing to have a good attitude are the best lessons that you could teach your kids, but it takes humility. It takes digging in with them and doing it with them versus like just shoving it off and having them do it all. Right. And, um, and so yeah. anyway, that's-, that's one of the biggest keys to success in business life. Whatever you're trying to accomplish is the ability to get yourself to do the things you don't want to do. Yeah. And, and it has them, helped me a lot over and, the years. And do them ahead of time and urgently mm-hmm. without procrastination and get them done. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as like when it comes to dishes and soap, like I think it's important that we recognize that there's like residue from the soaps that we use that get left on the dishes and different things like that. And of course, there was a season where BPA was like the big thing, like be careful, warnings, don't have plastic. And I remember when that happened, um, I don't remember how many kids we had, maybe four. And I remember going, oh my goodness. I need to get rid of all my plastic. It's bad for my kids and can cause all these health issues, right? There was this yeah. thing. And and so instead of going out and buying brand new glass, I tried to be frugal because I, I actually really like, it's like a game to me to try to yeah. save money. Um, and I did get rid of my plastic. I donated it, I think. And then um, we went garage selling and we found old school Pyrex and glass dishes. And we've never really turned around. Like we have mainly glass. We have a few of the new ones, new plastics yeah. for the babies that are clean. But that's an important thing. Like just just being aware of these different teratogens that can potentially trigger things in your kids. Um, trigger headaches, trigger attitude, mood issues, health issues, all kinds of things. Um, Another big one is laundry. Having a routine for laundry can be really important for moms. This is, this is actually something I think every mom needs to have kind of like dishes. We have a routine for dishes. You know, what's so cool is just seeing how young our kids are when they're doing their own laundry. Yeah. That's actually just been something that from the beginning when our kids were little, I, that was how they learned their colors was how to sort laundry. And, um, I remember it was like fun for them when we had the, the two story house and they would throw the clothes over the banister to the entryway and we'd have all the kids clothes there and then they'd all help sort it. And then we'd do all the laundry in one day. And that was back when we had two washers and dryers. So it was a little different then, but real quick um, story on that. She was on bed rest and I had to take over the laundry. Oh my goodness. And I don't know why I tell these stories. They don't make me look good. But uh, anyways, I thought, well, I will just do it all at once. And so I had heaps of laundry in the living room. Oh my goodness. Just mountains of it. And 
I was thinking I could do this, but we only had one washer and one dryer and we had a huge family. And I'd been asking for an extra one for a while yeah. and Isaac and so, didn't realize so, how important it was. And so then I'm like, whoa, this really doesn't work if you don't consistently do it. You can't just do it all at once on a big day. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't work. And I got so behind and I was trying to do it and I'm like, that's You're it. And I hired a carpenter to build big cabinets and, <laughs> and I bought a new front loading washer so my and dryer bed rest so they really stacked got me up a new laundry room. and it was like the best looking laundry room you could imagine after that I know because yeah. I'm like this is really unfair that she has to and then years later our renters stole our washers and dryers that's but another that's okay. story that's in a Anyways. different episode actually yeah okay so you know I just would encourage you guys though with laundry I think that this is something that um, I know I underestimated for a long time I thought that we were doing pretty good being a toxin free home home um, and building our immunities and protecting our immune system by not exposing ourselves to extra synthetic stuff. But um, I'll be honest, it wasn't until a few years ago that I actually was like, okay, I'm going to try to get rid of the the fabric softener sheets. I was like addicted <laughs> to them. I loved those things. You guys, it was so bad. I would take fabric softener sheets and I would put them underneath my seats in the car because I liked how it made the car smell like clean, fresh laundry when on a hot summer day. And I would just sit there and I'd, in, I'd inhale the, the fabric softener scent. Yeah. But it was so full of chemicals and so bad for me. And I had no idea that that was one of the things that was contributing to my migraine headaches. Mm. And, you know, and it also was probably, I didn't, you know, now thinking about this, I feel so bad because we have a son that has had migraine headaches mm-hmm. and a, a daughter also. She has ocular migraines. He has migraine syndrome. I also have migraine syndrome. And um, you guys, they can be de- debilitating, like just horrendous headaches and we had been we had taken years trying to figure out what was going on with him we had tried chiropractors atlas orthogonal chiropractic to to fix his atlas bone and so that the oxygen is going through the spinal cord better we had tried vision therapy Mm -hmm. glasses um because he has light sensitivity and thought that maybe that was creating the headaches we detoxed off of dairy thinking Mm -hmm. that that was going to help it um took away all blue light exposure um we tried so many taking magnesium we were doing oils we're doing all of these things okay yeah to try to help him and then there and it wasn't that there was one thing it was probably like a little bit of all of them actually can i just say that we keep saying that there's more than one thing going on it's Mm -hmm. not just one thing that does it um but then the missing piece was when i stopped using fabric softener sheets and i switched over our laundry soap to be toxin free laundry soap and over time it took a while it took like yeah. months but over time then all of a sudden it was like wasn't he wasn't having the headaches at the same degree that he was and then all of a sudden he was having days without headaches mm-hmm. and it was the same for me and so I've just found, and I will say that we've also struggled with some of our little kids when they were little having patches of eczema at different times, and that has completely stopped and gone away since we switched our laundry soap. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we underestimate how things on our clothes actually are rubbing against our skin, they absorb into our skin, and then they're in our system, and our body fights them, right? Because it's a teratogen. And so being aware of these things and realizing, wow, like I have a choice. 
yeah. of what I put in my body and choosing to not put bad things in, but not just doing this stuff. Like, can I just go back to the main thing that we were teaching in the last podcast, which is it's so important that we teach our kids the why behind everything we do mm-hmm. so that we're leaving a legacy so that then when they launch from the home, they don't just go out and get the worst products and then all of a sudden they have headaches again, they can't focus, maybe they their immune system gets attacked and they're like, I don't know what's going on since yeah. I moved out, I'm super sick now. Yeah. You know, like we want to set them up for success. And so part of that is teaching them and leaving that legacy of how to take care of themselves and how to be clean, you know, making sure that they're cleaning their bathrooms at mm-hmm. least every week, you know, wiping things down. Um, a few mom hacks are like keeping a little bottle of peppermint oil next to the toilet and putting a couple drops in um, and just flushing the toilet with a peppermint oil that can help to keep it clean on a regular basis, right? Mm. Or even like Dr. Bronner's cast aisle soap and squirting some of that in um, every once in a while. And so there's like different things that you can do to help keep the maintenance down. So it's not such a huge project when you're going to it, right? Yeah. Okay. So before we um, continue, we want to share with you guys about the Courageous Parenting Mentor Program. Oh, the mentor program is just incredible. Uh, what God has been doing with it. Uh, we listened to God. He wanted us to make this thing. And it's really an expression of what we learned from his word and uh, what we've learned from mentors, books, and what we've done in the last 18 years. Mm-hmm. It's really the biblical parenting program we've seen so much fruit from, from mm-hmm. our eight kids. Um, and we would love to see your legacy impacted by it if mm-hmm. uh, it's something you're interested in. So you can check it out at CourageousParenting.com. All right. So let's dive in and talk a little bit about preventative health from the perspective of nutrition, vitamins, and exercise, because those are the other things that people think about. We can even touch on sleep, but I'll be really honest with you. Obviously, we're shooting this podcast at like midnight. Isaac and I are not the best role models for getting sleep and having sleep be a priority. (laughs) I know that that's something that I'm convicted about getting better at for sure. We're definitely not perfect, yeah. No, well, anything, right? Mm -hmm. But that's just something I just have to say that's a caveat out there. Sleep is important. We do know it's important and... um, and sometimes we're better at it than others. Yeah. I would say, though, that um, we are good about prioritizing sleep for our kids um, when they're younger. Like, yeah, that's true. Um, we're really good at being consistent and making sure that they're taking naps mm-hmm. and that they're getting the uh, appropriate amount of sleep for their age category. Yeah. Which, if you're listening and you go, wait appropriate amount of sleep for age category. What does she mean by that? I would just encourage you to look into, do a little research and see what um, sleep studies have said regarding how many hours of sleep kids typically need. They'll give you a range of about a four-hour range. Um, But you'd be surprised to find out that teenagers actually need almost as much sleep as newborn babies. Yeah. which is insane. But um, so that, I just put that out there because you're probably like, wait, what? And so um, I, I just think that it's important that, again, we know our bodies. We know how God designed us. We yeah. know our kids. We know how God designed them. We have grace for them. We help create and stimulate a environment that is going to foster a place where they're going to be completely healthy on all levels, which yeah. is physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, and psychologically too, right? And so yeah. part of that is getting good sleep. Yeah. Um, but we're going to dive in and talk a little bit about nutritional diet and 
things like that. Um, so there's three different categories regarding nutrition in my mind. Okay, so you've got your actual diet, which is what you eat. Everybody has a diet. And so our kind of philosophy has been good things in, keep bad things out as much as possible. So I'm just going to share with you guys some of our, a few of our Tolpen family ways. You by no means have to do these. I'm just going to share with you what some of our things have been with our kids, especially when they were younger. So we do absolutely no sugar with our kids until they're 18 months, unless Isaac tries to slip them a, a spoon I of ice cream. I have made a couple mistakes. He, he likes to go, hey, do you want a little spoon of ice cream? And he's, it's, and it's like a joke like between to us. To be the first one to introduce something really <laughs> special. He's so funny. But typically, we're like no sugar till 18 months. Um, we don't drink juice. We did make that mistake with our first two kids a lot. And then we just realized, like, wow, there's so much sugar in juice. I mean, and there so, are some exceptions sometimes, but right. it's not a regular thing. Yeah. And so, what I was going to, that's exactly what I was going to say. We have special occasions. Yeah. But as far as like a daily, Thing. We don't do like juice every single day. Although we do juice fruits and vegetables, juicing, mm -hmm. and we do do that, and we do do smoothies. And one or one of those two things typically does happen on a pretty often basis, like four to five days a week. Um, but that's different than the juice that you buy that has a ton of sugar in it. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, another one of our things is to not eat too many filler snacks, especially when it's super close to meals. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of a stickler for kids not eating like an hour and a half around a meal um, unless they're going to eat real food. And even at that, I'm, I'm pretty much like, no, we're going to eat. So that's been something that we have had as a Tolpen family way. Another one is we try to stay away from fast food. Mm -hmm. And I know that like, obviously that's, that's a hard one for a lot of people. Um, it was super hard for us actually for a while. Um, Isaac probably wasn't aware of this because he was working so much. But even when I was like out and about with the kids, going to swimming lessons, driving past Starbucks, going to Starbucks and the kids, if a mom's going to get something, everybody wants something. Then I saw I the would transactions. Yeah. And so I struggled with that, right? I didn't want to get myself something and not get other people something. I didn't want to be special in that way. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I just didn't want to leave the kids out because they would ask. And it's kind of a, a wimp in that kind of regard, you might be thinking. Um, but we don't do fast food anymore, really, um, unless we're it's traveling. Very and rare. It's very, very rare. Um, and I will just share something with you. When It was actually on our RV trip about three years ago that my conviction for this grew even more. And you're probably thinking, wait, what? She was on a three-month RV trip, and they didn't eat fast food. And we did eat fast food a few times, but mm -hmm. we were very careful about where we went, and we tried to get the healthiest thing on the menu. Mm -hmm. And even at that, what we noticed, this is why my conviction is pretty strong now, what we noticed is that when we would eat fast food, somebody would get sick within a few days. Yeah. And so... Because their bodies weren't used to it. And when you're not used to it, it doesn't it sit just, well. It isn't necessarily the healthiest for you. Some places, it's not even real food. Um, and in addition, you don't actually know what your food is exposed to, right? I mean, mm -hmm. let's... I'm just going to be honest. A lot of the people that work in fast food don't really like their job very much. And so, you know, they try to get them to wash their hands regularly and... They, they do their best, but the reality is that sometimes people don't like their job either, right? Yeah. And so, um, or maybe they're there and they're sick and you don't know it. And and so I just, 
I'm, you're putting a lot of faith in people if you're going to fast food in that regard. Um, and we've just seen the negative consequences of having done that yeah. um, just a few times and then going, okay, we're not going to eat out and we don't eat out and then we're totally healthy for, for a long time. So um, except for special occasions or like an emergency situation, we don't typically So how do out. you manage that when you're going here and there and it's hard you to have, have food to ready? Prepared. You just have to be prepared. I mean, that actually goes to a totally different topic I wasn't thinking of talking about, but having the pantries and doing like three-month shopping at Costco or Azure Standard, Mm -hmm. buying things online that are like, I I buy rice in bulk at Cash and Carry. I buy oatmeal in bulk at Cash and Carry. I always have it on hand. Um, Having food, making double and having stuff in the fridge that's easy to eat quickly and warm up again that was a wholesome meal that you can just throw in the fry pan or saute pan and heat it up real quick, right? Um, And so also cooking for a large family has been a chore that I have had to grow in and learn. It's not something that I knew right away. Um, But even cooking, just cooking from scratch. Um, Sometimes I share recipes on Instagram and I get people asking me for the recipe. And if you have asked me for the recipe, Please don't be discouraged by this. You can keep asking me and I'll do my best to give it to you. And I I just feel so bad that I'm not the kind of cook that follows recipes. I just kind of do things. And that is... It had been a fun thing, actually, to teach mm-hmm. my kids, to, mm-hmm. to cook with them, to just go, oh, we're all out of broccoli. Well, let's just throw cauliflower in and see how that tastes. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're all out of ground beef. Let's just throw sausage and let's throw this ch- chicken sausage in it too. And oh, we have a few pieces of bacon. Let's fry that up, cut it up, and stick it in too. You know, it, like we've just we create things yeah. that people don't necessarily think of doing, and it can be a fun thing together. Um, and then the last thing that I was going to share with you guys is that we, as far as a Tolpin family way, we have this thing where we say three to five thankful bites of everything. Mm-hmm. That's a little little side tip that we have always done with our kids under six years old um, in, when we're training them to eat what's been served, right? Um, and the key is the thankful bites because I've, I've witnessed a lot of parents over the years try to get their kids to eat what's on their plate, right? Mm-hmm. And the kids are having a bad attitude. They're having a hard time with it. And so for us, we have talked to our kids about being thankful, for what they've been given, which I'm sure a lot of parents do as well. But the actual encouragement that they get from us every single meal is you need to eat three thankful bites of everything. And thankful is having a smile on your face or not going, right? Or like making a weird noise or not wanting to eat it or or whining about it, right? Because if they do that, then they're going to sit there longer to eat it. And so, um, but again, I have to say that with this rule, we always had grace regarding like, okay, know your kids. Are they allergic to something? Do they really genuinely like, does something texture wise bother them? Is there a deeper reason why they're sensitive? Their senses are sensitive to textures, right? Or there's another thing too is, uh, have you ever been overwhelmed by the size of a task ahead of you? Mm-hmm. Like it's such a big mountain of something to do that you just don't want to do anything. So you procrastinate it and you do all the easy things. So everybody can probably relate to that. But it's also when you give your young kid mm-hmm. too much on their plate yes, and they don't even want to participate in it because they feel an expectation that they're going to have to eat this. And it's like, I don't even want to try. I already know I'm going to let my parents down. And so 
I remember this one time I was. Uh, Are you going to tell the pizza story? The pizza story. So I'm so glad he's telling the pizza so story. So I was watching Kelsey when she was a young girl, and she was uh, a picky eater and a stubborn eater. And back I made then. I made homemade pizza. Yeah. And she wasn't sure about it. And she and she didn't want to eat any. And I gave her some pizza, and she didn't want to eat any. And I'm like, okay, I have to get my I have to think about this real quick. How can I work this? So I got I went and I found the biggest white plate I could possibly find. It was in huge. the kitchen, a huge, it was huge like a plate. platter. It wasn't. And I got really my plate. pizza cutter and I took a piece and I cut just a little sliver off of it and I made I put it pristinely in the center of the plate and I said, "Okay, Kelsey, here's here's your pizza. This is about what you can handle." And <laughs> <laughs> she and then she looked at it and then she just gobbled it right up. And so this is proving my theory, right? And then I cut another little piece and I put it on. Oh, look at good job. And she gobbled it up. And I kept doing that pretty soon. She ate two full pieces of pizza. And so sometimes it's easier to take mm-hmm. action in smaller increments. So maybe you're asking too much so they don't do anything. When you yeah. ask less and they do more. I love this story. I totally remember when this happened. I was so surprised, right? Because it's just easy as a mom, especially when you have a lot of kids, you just serve everybody up. Boom, mm-hmm. boom, 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 right? And maybe you're giving them different sizes based upon how old they are or how big they are, right? But the reality is, is Isaac's approach was great because she kept asking for more. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't overwhelmed. And some kids just you know, with certain foods, like especially if it's a new food that they're not used to, they're like, I don't know if I want to eat this. And Mm -hmm. they're like overwhelmed just looking at the plate with the food on it. And so having, walking with understanding is what I'm hearing from you. I think that that's a theme throughout both this podcast and last one is that in all the things that we're doing, we need to be walking with understanding with our children, but also teaching them these things, these whys, so that that becomes a legacy that they are also walking and understanding with their kids. Um, The other thing that I wanted to just talk about briefly was supplements and vitamins, because I think that it's very important to at least mention them. Um, I I think that a lot of people underestimate how deficient our food is today. And there is a need for us to actually be proactive and figure out what we are um, lacking and then to fulfill what we are lacking in. And sometimes you can figure that out on your own, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If someone is anemic, they usually have some anemic symptoms. And so they can, if they're having those symptoms, they can go easily get a blood test, find out if they're anemic, talk to their doctor. Um, And then there's easy supplements, right? Like chloro-oxygen with the coconut milk, mix that together, maybe juice some green leafies, have some red meat, Floridex. There's lots of awesome options for helping people who are anemic. But there are many different things that could be potentially deficient yeah. issues, right? And so I just want to take this moment to say, I think that it's really important that we seek out wisdom from the healthcare professionals mm-hmm. that can actually get to the root of the problem and not just try to mask it with a pill. We live in such a pop a pill culture that it doesn't actually help you get to the bottom as to why you're having the issue. Yeah. And that that, my friends, is the problem. Yeah. Like we need to be preventative, but we also need to figure out and do research and find people who are going to be advocates with us and help us gain the tools and the knowledge that we need so that we can actually be taking care of our bodies holistically Mm -hmm. because God gave us our bodies to steward and it's a really important task. Um, And we don't want to be like, I don't know about you guys, but I think about my future as a grandma. Like I want to have energy to be running around with my grandkids. Mm -hmm. I want Isaac to be able to. And so for us, like getting a good naturopathic doctor, 
seeing them, getting tests done, taking well, their advice is this, really huge. In an uncertain world, which is the theme we've been, of our whole ministry, really, is how to yeah. how to equip your kids in an uncertain world, how to parent out of your marriage in an uncertain world. Mm-hmm. It's super important, and it's even more uncertain right now. It feels that way. But you know what is certain is God, so we know that. But mm-hmm. So we need not to have fear. But um, there's new viruses, right? So we're in the age yeah. of weird viruses, new viruses, uh, increasing numbers of these things. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we need to be preventative. We need to be ready. We need to mm-hmm. optimize our bodies and have them as healthy as possible, not as an idol, right. but for the purpose of yes. being equipped and ready for the viruses and challenges that come. That's right. Why not? Why not give our best to stand up against these things? That's right. And it's really giving our kids the best too, right? Because we know that the family suffers when mom and dad are not doing well, right? Yeah. And I, you brought up something that's super important that I that I think is just net, we talked about this in the fir- first podcast, not making idols out of any of these things, right? But people can easily make an idol out of their health, out of exercise, Big out of their diets. Time. And that is actually something we need to evaluate in ourselves and go, okay, what are my kids watching? Like, do, do they think that it's more important for mom to go work out at the gym than it is to meet with them and read the Bible? Mm-hmm. Like, is it this thing that like they get angry about if they miss it? Because if if those are if there are any symptoms like that, we need to be honest and we need to actually we need to crucify that idol because God is a jealous God. And we yeah. need to keep our priorities straight um, and also recognize that we need to evaluate things and go, okay, is this eternal? Yeah. Right. And so having that perspective and I know that for me, like, I'll be honest, like I really struggle with right now um, in the last like six or seven years, I've struggled with making workout time a priority for me. Mm -hmm. And um, I appreciate that it became a priority for my husband because he was my accountability and my encouragement to be able to do that in the sense of going, hey, Ange, I know that you used to love to do this. I know this is helpful for you. I want to help you to be able to do this. And I think that it's important that we do that for each other. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the ways that Isaac helped me to do that was to find someone that could come over and work out with me at home and teach me things that I can be doing at home Mm -hmm. every day. And so, you know, and, and there are many personal trainers that are out there, but I think finding somebody that you can meet with locally is a really cool thing. So if you are local to Central Oregon and you're looking for someone, just reach out to me. I'm happy to point you in the right direction. But I, I think that that's been a huge thing for me in regaining strength. Yeah. But also, like, it's good for my kids to see me working out, actually. It's huge. It's huge for their future, right? Like, and... You know, I did it. I used to do it when they were young, teaching aquarobics. But then also I would go to the gym like four or five days a week and we would get a babysitter and, and we were able to afford that. We Some people are not able to afford it, right? But maybe they have family that lives nearby. Yeah, There are things that you can do, but you just need to communicate with your spouse, make priorities, check your season of life, count the costs. And pick your battles, mm-hmm. right? And then be really purposeful with those battles. And it's God will bless your efforts. Yeah. I just know he will. And you guys, I can just encourage you that over the years as we've been pursuing and being trying to be wise about picking our battles. And like Isaac said, there was a season where I was grinding my own wheat and making my own bread. I don't do that anymore. I haven't done that for years. Mm. There were a few years where I wasn't doing it, but Kelsey was doing it for our family. Yeah. Um, but that was because she absolutely loved it. 
you know? And so like, I, I just think that there, there is a need for us all to be walking in grace mm-hmm. with ourselves yes. too and going, okay, I'm going to try one or two things that I haven't been doing and I'm going to do a little research so that I have some conviction behind my decision. Yeah. Right. And I'm going to talk to my husband so that he knows we're on the same page. We're in alignment. He can hold me accountable if I have a hard time. And then you just take the next step. So thanks for joining us today, you guys. I hope that this podcast was an encouragement to you. If you are looking for more I don't know, mentoring or encouragement on this kind of stuff. I really want to encourage you to join me for the Healthy Home Mom Hacks Workshop, which is free. You can find it in the show notes or reach out to me on social media and I'm happy to to connect. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.